So welcome back to another episode of the podcast Abyss, uh, a podcast that is designed and it's uh, it's intent to share with people about the different technologies in AC, different aspects, different uh, areas that every project must have to fulfill and be a uh, successful project. Uh, today we have uh, another guest, this time from India, um, all the way from the other part of the world. <laughs> Uh, we are based in Mexico, and today we are talking with Suela Joanna. Uh, she she's from India. We're gonna have an amazing conversation about what's uh, lead and beam. Uh, we're gonna mix a little bit of sustainability today. So we are hoping to share with you about uh, different aspects that can improve your project and and why why it's important to consider this type of. Uh, of concepts and this type of ideas in your project so they can be better. So welcome. Uh, uh, thanks for being with us today, Suela, and we are looking forward to talk to you. So tell us a, a little bit about you and how are you? Welcome to the episode. Thank you so much, Samuel. Uh, my name is Suela and I am glad to be invited. Uh, I am a lead architect right now and I'm working with BIM for the past six and a half years and it is intriguing, exciting, and more than sufficiently, I would say, problem-solving around the way altogether. And uh, this is going to be a nice conversation because it involves sustainability with technology. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to this altogether. Yeah, totally. So, uh, uh, yeah. uh, so I'm basically a lead architect, but I've started from ground up. Uh, been here for the last six and a half almost going to be seven years very soon. And I have loved BIM, grown in it, developed in it. Uh, my main experience has been in regions of uh, South Africa, the UAE, basically the GCC countries, and majorly with London, uh, the US and the Canada markets. So I have an international exposure, even though being regional in place. Hey, that's amazing. It sounds really good. Like uh, I'm pretty sure that you've been through some challenges already in the industry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and today we 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 are, we are sharing today about lead and beam because uh, uh, I guess in that term, like uh, Suel and I, we align totally in the importance of having sustainability uh, to be a part of your projects. Uh, try to consider it in every detail that you do. Uh, it's a difficult thing to do when we talk about construction. Uh, it's still a market uh, or like an industry that is, um, as everyone knows in the industry, like left behind compared to other industries. There's still like a lot of progress that has to be done. Uh, and and the reason we, we mix um, technology and we mix sustainability is because those two factors if, or those two areas, if you combine them properly, you can achieve like really, really good results. Uh, but it's important to understand first um, what, what, how do you use them? What it is uh, lead, what is beam, and then how can you combine it and make beautiful projects, uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your experience on lead and your experience on beam? Uh, so we can, so we start the, the conversation. Okay, thanks, Samuel. Uh, what I have realized is that BIM is such a technology and with everything that we do with BIM is very technology oriented, very design oriented in terms of SDs, CDs, it's, you know, concept design, schematic design, detailed design, construction design, and the entire part of sustainability is somehow lost till you are submitting actually a permit set that then requires sustainable aspects of it. 
uh, over time with BIM and its movement from 2012 to where we are right now with different technologies till up to 2022. One thing I have realized that sustainability sits at a back end right when it is crucially important to pass drawings. It's not looked into as something for climate change. It is not looked into something that needs to help the environment. It's just looked into a parameter that needs to get then submitted. Uh, BIM has supported this decision time and again. But one thing I see that right now is crucial and the next five years is going to take a turnover with sustainability is that we've got plugins for Revit, for Archicad, for various softwares that help in sustainability built right from where we start at the concept design itself. So if you as an individual and as my client request me to make a sustainable building, I can then incorporate it individually as a cumulative package at the end of this project which wasn't the case maybe like around five or even two years down the lane. Yeah. Obviously, this then depends on zones, on regions, on cities, on municipal codes and a lot of different parameters. Yep. Uh, BIM and LEED, they never really collaborated for a very long time, uh, but they are doing it. They're actually doing it right yeah. now. There are a lot of plugins for water analysis, for site and land analysis, for seeing drainage circulations which is actually changing the way we look at AC in a totality. And it's exciting because I've seen the transition from us doing everything at the construction design, BAM yeah. at the concept design. Yeah. And now we're doing it right now at concept design. So this last five and a half, six years has been really transformational. But obviously this depends on your geographic location. It depends on how sustainable it would be for the particular city and then it depends on the government body that is then signing off your papers for permitting so uh, that's how I look at it I'm not saying it is totally amalgamated right now but I promise you that it's going to slow and steady but yeah. it's going to happen really soon no and that's and that's great because you you, you just mentioned something that is super important that uh Lead was used used to be applied only when construction started to happening, and you had to gather all the papers, you had to gather all the points, make sure. But construction was happening and was happening at the moment, and you were like, "Well, wait, we cannot do this. We need to do this because otherwise, we don't achieve the 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 standards that Lead asked for." And it, and it's definitely true. Like most companies, they they finalize the project, and then once they finish the project, they were like, "Well, now let's put like a." a lead metal here like right and uh it doesn't really go like that it's a really important part of planning <laughs> and the industry is like uh the industry is still like uh doesn't doesn't have the knowledge about how do you need to actually uh do the approach of lead uh when you start in the project when you start like starting planning like planning is definitely the or like the concept design i will say that is nowadays is one of the most important like uh, stages if you actually bring all the participants uh, inside the project at the, at the correct time, you know, like um, uh, back in the days, I think, and I really agree with you, like uh, companies or just construction used to just first bring the architect, then the, the architect was finished, then bring the, the engineers, then the engineers finished, then bring the specialists. And they never actually had like a proper kickoff. They never actually considered the different uh, thinking of every uh, specialist that you have in the projects and you ended up with like a kind of like a middle like uh, even if you look for, for a project like from the outside and looks so beautiful maybe all the inside and all the operation was like really <laughs> messed up you know 
And uh, and what we are trying to do is to change that paradigm and and, and make it conscious about the importance of doing a planning since the beginning of a project, so we can change how it behaves. And uh, yeah, and it, and we are changing, which is I think you you just noticed that like we are going to the concept design at least. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree, totally agree with you. Uh, it's very commonly mistaken that lead and BIM go, you know, hand in hand. I wish mm-hmm. somebody would get to the ground reality saying that, no, it really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we start with the project and we start with the architecture and the ASMEB part of it all together. And when the client says, you know, hey, this is the project that I'm looking forward to. And, you know, I would like it to be like a lead platinum project. And we're like, okay, fine. This is how we're going to work about it. And this is how we're going to do about it. And then you share cut sheets, say, you know, this is the, how the electrical should be. This is how mechanical units and the RTU that we would need and you know these are the flush faucets and they'd be like but I want my building to be built right now I don't think I should look at the small parts of it all together and we're like no we're aiming for lead you're not aiming for constructing the building right now right yeah yeah so that's that's basically how I look at it I look at it like uh, lead is a cumulative experience it's the small the big and it's everything in between uh, but it starts from a very ground-based reality where you start right. So the way we process them and the way we process lead is agreed, very, very different. But uh, I've seen it collaborate and I hope it does. But uh, when I look at lead as a part of planning with respect to BIM, uh, they have two different separate parts. And every architect, every designer, everybody on board needs to be in the same panel and understand the nitty-gritties of it and plus the small and the big and everything that is there to share for the same thing so it's it's a great place to be at but we're still evolving and developing from there is how i see yeah. it yeah no and, and especially because lead actually goes through the whole process of uh well it focuses basically in, en- in in energy and the environmental process but uh we have to consider that uh lead takes some consideration like water electricity uh consumption materials uh, transportation and all these aspects, uh, yes, they are related to construction, but some of these uh, aspects are not fully related to the construction. Are more fully, uh, well, are more related to the to the environment. That, like transportation is important for lead, and it's something that is not always in the hands of the builder. Uh, so this this sort of point, like it's it's important to understand the things that you you have to you are pursuing with lead. Uh, you have to really understand like what 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 are the things that you can be capable of achieving. Be, being realistic is part of the it's part of the of the of this issue. Just like you were saying, you know, like uh, uh, when when a construction company comes they, or like the client comes, they just want to see the final result and they want everything to be there. Like, and it's not um it's not that easy. Like it's definitely something that you have to to take a. a in consideration many aspects you have to talk with a lot of people we are a lot of engineers architects uh it's not only is lead cannot be achieved just because one person uh with uh, lead knowledge comes to the comes to the game for, for putting like that for saying that like that but it, it has to be it's something that everyone involved it's part of it and everyone needs to be on board on, on how we do this approach and uh, how we mix, mix this with technology and um and i would say like in terms of planning, and this is something that I would like to talk to you, like um, uh, in terms of planning, when we are talking about using models, being models, uh, 
we have an amazing advantage of we can keep track of parameters with the if you properly do a beam model. And that way you can actually start to understand how can you add parameters to control the beam aspects of your model and play with it. Like uh, just like you uh, just like you were saying nowadays, we have a lot of plugins uh, that you can use with lead, but uh, well, in beam with lead or beam and lead the other way around. <laughs> uh, but it, it is it is definitely something really, really, really uh, important that we know that we can use the technology to achieve the sustainability goals that we are looking for to improve the, the project, right? Uh, unfortunately, Samuel, at this point and at this moment, we are using BIM and we're using plugins and everything else supports a sustainable building. Okay, uh, the building is modeled sustainably, and we are doing it from me construction drawing or the, uh, from the schematic drawing. It all works together, but sometimes I feel that maybe we need to build ourselves and push ourselves a little bit more. Uh, I'm saying market is still developing a few, a few years ago, maybe at least a decade ago, BIM didn't even exist. Yes. <laughs> and so, and so did lead not exist. Right. So uh, is this part of an evolution? Is this part of sustainability and the fight for change for 2020, uh, 2025, yeah. 2030 climate change is actually pushing forward for sustainable buildings, not only in the developed country in developing underdeveloped countries and everywhere else. Uh, we are actually using BIM for really mm -hmm. mass projects yeah. that work on really big cities globally. But what about the bases of small cities, rural cities, cities that are still developing? How yeah. does BIM then suffice for things like this is what my concern would be. So yeah, in terms of modeling, in terms of BIM, we're doing an absolutely great place of work to be where we are right now. We're getting a lead certification for everybody who can afford it and everybody who thinks that it would be sustainable enough to then run it in the future. But my concern at this point of time would be we're doing it for those people who understand the value of it. But the ground reality and the grassroots levels, we need to make everyone aware that there is something and we all need to fight for sustainability in a totality itself. Yeah. <clears throat> being socially inclined and working on that model uh, this is what i would have to say but then the importance of using models in cities as massive as the ones that we are currently living in uh, we're actually working on trying to reduce it by maybe 40 percent and then 20 percent and that's something that i'm really interested in because uh, i've always believed that you know, we all live in a world that is shared by everyone. And then when you come onto a platform as a team and then you be like, you know what? I want to do a better job. And then architects are like, yeah, maybe there's more daylight saving and we're saving a lot of electricity because of uh, maybe a better uh, facade. Then electrical is like, you know what? If you're doing a better job, I'll do a better job. And, you know, like try and reduce the cost of the electricity and then sustainability works through water sufficiency, great faucets, uh, the landscaping is very scape where we're hardly using yeah. any like I believe that a team works together in a beautiful model even before the project is you know constructed yeah. maybe in a year three years or five years as a cumulative effort altogether so yeah. right now where we are as BIM is just a small stage to what we are going to see but these models and the plugins that we're having right now can deliver sustainability not silver, not gold, not platinum, but way better than that because yeah. technology is evolving every day, right? So yeah. models are just 
something that help us but the more we feed information into the ai the more information we feed into the softwares we're using the more beneficial we can eventually be in the near future uh, at least that's how i see it no and uh, that that vision that you have is completely something that i i share with you uh, the technology is evolving and i'm really happy that it's evolving because it allows us to just have better understanding of the project just like you just like you were saying like um in the model you can actually do a planning properly because you can like see things that will happen like three, like three years ahead of your time so if you really think consider and and and, and people has the capacity to see um how the the model interacts for example we have this uh, experience with clients where we still like doing models for them and uh and they still like seeing things that they never think or imagine in their life they because they used to see everything in 2D or just in a sketch and uh it's like looking at only less than half of the picture of the project you know you are looking at, at, at things but the model also allows you to see an overall vision of of the whole project and allows the whole integrants of the team and all the engineers all the all the specialists like to to jump to the project to see what's happening and that way you can you can really plan per, like a do a strategy so you can have a sustainability uh, development there and that's that's something that i love about about uh, using beam models or about using lead concepts in 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 the models because that's where you actually can see and you can really think properly so you can achieve this uh, goal of the 20 2050 that we were talking and models is definitely cities are big i mean and they're going to keep growing no matter what like uh, people say like uh, the tendency will be to just to just we're on a flat line but i don't i don't really, i don't really believe we're on a flat line especially i mean for example in india uh, i was living for a while close from that region of the world and i still like seeing how fast they are developing cities over there and how fast the population is growing and definitely something really nice about sustainability and this 2050 goal is that it's something that it's a part of the whole world it's not only a separate regions it's not it's, it's not something that is a, a split but it's important that we consider that every small uh, uh, effect that we create every small sustainability goal that we achieve is something that's going to be also like a, a point for the world you know like a point for everyone like a a nice development for for keep increasing this culture this uh this this process of having a life cycle assessment uh and and it's just uh just the, i think it's the next step like what we have to achieve everyone in every single project and just like beam that now in many countries beam is something that is as as a as a legal like a, a, it's already in the law so if you want to build you need to have a beam model i really hope like in the future like if you want to build you have to need you, you must have like a lead certificate you must have like something like this also in the in the restrictions you know it will be amazing if we if we go for like this level of uh of uh of conscious for construction <laughs> Uh, yeah i totally agree with you uh, sometimes i think and i feel the same and i'm sharing thoughts with you like if we are permitting a set and if we are allowing a building to be then constructed on a property uh, why not have it as a sustainable building right uh, you're obviously giving the square feet area you're giving the index of you know how tall it would be what was the width the fire and life safety uh, i really wonder if safety is important only in terms of fire or is it also important in terms of sustainability 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's that's how it is. Like, obviously, I'm going to save myself from a dreaded uh, calamity. But am I then building and staying in something that would then suffice for myself and for my kids, and you know, help the environment in a totality and like in a total sense altogether? So this is something that's really been crucial to me. Uh, but yeah, there are there are regional codes that help in environments, but. they can be bifurcated so i really want stringent things that what you're talking about like if you're having something that says hey i can get this building up so i want it to be like hey can i get a sustainable building up yeah that's all yeah. for things <laughs> yeah, at least a, that that's how i see it <laughs> no it's it's, it's and it, it's totally true like uh, that's how that's that's what we will be hoping for the clients to come up with us you know like this It would be brilliant if they come and they like, hey, I want a sustainable building, just like that, instead of just a building. <laughs> I think that we are this, we are actually at the mid junction where we can change perspectives. We are this mid junction where we can say, I'm pretty sure you know a lot of people do not know about women. That's why you and me are both here. It's about awareness, about you know, hey, we can do this. Uh, sometimes my clients are not even aware that. This is how massive technology and mm. artificial intelligence is, and you know, this is how amazing it would be. And I think it'll be like a peekaboo sort of a thing, saying, "Hey, we can do this too." And then yeah. you know, like, would you be interested? And I think clients are super amazing. Okay, they they if you entice them and if you tell them we can do a way better job at a way less cost, and which with sustainability, BIM and LEED does. we get projects done at least at the same or lesser lesser cost in the long run uh, everyone would just be like you know hey let's do this and it's that's one thing that's really cool about bim it's one thing really cool about lead is that if you get the models done to perfection with the lead that is expected uh, people will actually come and say you know what maybe the building was not really cheap for the first maybe 5 to 8 years but when i ran it from 8 to 25 years who No, I actually gained a revenue out of it. Plus, I was actually helping the environment and the society in general. So, uh, it's it's right now we're at the crux of you know saying that you know what you need to change the way of how we look at it. Like initially, we were all watching television, and now we we're all watching Netflix. So it's like, hey, <laughs> you're all watching two D drawings now. Why don't you just do this with three D? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like even even my, even myself sometimes I think and I'm. I know it's it's difficult to to achieve, but like I hope, like in the future, we don't require to do that much drawings anymore. That uh, everyone has the capacity to uh, review everything inside the model, uh, make things simpler for them. Because uh, you know, sometimes when I when I'm doing drawings and I'm doing like uh, all these, uh, let's call it the boring task of the job. <laughs> Uh, which is mainly the tasks that uh, we are looking to automate, like people is looking to simplify and do with uh, computers more and more automatic. Uh, but yeah, like I, I hope, like in the future, everyone can access the information really easy thanks to the technology that we are the, that everyone is developing. Because technology is something that everyone is building. It's not something that just one company by itself is is doing. But I think it's a collaboration between all the world and and everyone that is like in techno in the technology field. Uh, understand how to like add a little bit of it, you know, like uh, collaborate with this small piece and 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 keep growing on on this side because uh, I I do believe that in the future and the reason uh, and what technology is pushing us is to change the role of the architect, to change the role of the engineer, to change the role of the construction methods of the builders itself, 
And if we, if we, if we come up and use it properly, we're going to see super, super good results. I think, uh, it's, it's part of our saving materials. It's part about, um, helping the environment. It's about, it's also about, uh, doing a project that, uh, can be considered as a whole and not just like a, a nice project, but like, okay, the project is helping to this is actually producing this. And maybe if, uh, if we finish the project and we dismount the project, we can go and sell it the project because we have everything so, so, uh, detailed and so efficient in the way we construct, the way we build it that, uh, that can, that can definitely change the, not only the way we, we conceive and we design buildings, but also it can change the way we live inside the cities, which is also something that I believe is wrong. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one thing I totally get. Like uh, for a very long time, maybe technology and sustainability didn't go hand in hand, but right now it's totally interdependent and interrelated. Yeah. Another way I see it is that first we were asked to just do projects and now we're asked to do sustainable projects. So how does sustainability then help in evaluating a project um, mm-hmm. instead of doing it at the last stage just for my permitting set i will just do it at an intermediate stage where then is sufficient enough um, also one thing i've realized over time is that the convincing power of a sustainable building starts from when you sign a design contract saying that yeah. hey we can do this and you know it's not going to be really expensive it's going to be like a sustainable building and it's going to be really beneficial for you and this is how you can get your tax rebate and tax refund and this is how you can give back to the power grid and different other aspects of the design elements altogether. Um, I think at the moment I wouldn't say there's a lack of awareness I think there's a lack of understanding as to how much it can give back to you Okay. Uh, and that's how I see it. I see that maybe everyone knows that technology obviously with BIM and with everything going three-dimensional and point cloud scans and everything, you know, they just know that they need to get their as built or they need to get the new model up and running at the moment. But uh, no one is actually looking at the sustainable access because, you know, it's a by by law. It's like you have to do it. So everyone's doing it. But the minute it's a mandate and the minute, you know, we move from it being just not technology or just not a city requirement or a town requirement or a state requirement or a country requirement, that's when it would definitely be valued over time. Uh, also, a lot of people miss out on the fact that this is just not a short-term thing for a period of one year. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe when we go from the basic initiation of design right up to where the project is completed at 100% on-site, it's mostly a transition between one to five years. And a lot of things change at the point of time. So when I'm starting my initiation, maybe I'm at, I am not only calculating the five years where the project is being built, I'm actually calculating how much you're going to get, not in five, but in 10, 15, 25, and then maybe 35 years in totality. Uh, Sustainability works in such a sense that, you know, I'm not looking at something small. I'm looking at a life cycle of not a building, but maybe a product that's as small as a table, right up to it being just a door frame. So uh, I think an awareness in all sense is important. Uh, obviously, the AEC sector comes from a sense of, you know, where lead is crucial, essential, important. But uh, till this same sense of uh, 
commitment or the same sense of determination to deliver is not converted to your clients, is not converted to the occupants. Uh, it's not really shared. If I'm aware about, if it's redevelopment site and uh, creating maybe a pamphlet scenario or I'm updating everyone through a meeting, this is what we want to do. Uh, I've realized that with clients, everyone gets on board at the number one meeting because everyone's really fighting for a better society or everyone's fighting for a better climate change. Okay, And that's how it is, like uh, coming from a place like India and right now uh, everyone being aware that the pollution levels in New Delhi is super high. Uh, everyone wants to work to a much sustainable growth where it's not me, it's not a society it's not a environment it's an entire country that's fighting for like breathable limits in the winters right so if we can do it in a better way and then the government does encourage us so why not we just do go ahead and do that change that we're supposed to do it might be very small as to just building in the summers or you know building through sustainable materials but they're small initiatives to a better goal that means in the next 25 years I don't need to care about the building because, you know, it's it's doing a way better job than it should have been. And it was yeah. built in such a model that respects the entire environment as a totality. Uh, there's a new concept of breathable buildings where you have vertical gardens and, you know, you've got a lot of open spaces in the middle. So I would like to encourage the fact that sometimes it's not only building, sometimes it's not only the building model, but architects, engineers, and everybody in the AE sector has to say that, you know what, this is what we're doing. And how are we doing it? We're doing it through the sector of growing and developing through designing what is apt for a city, what is apt for a region, what is apt for an environment in total. Uh, and people, are, I, I see the change, I see the movement, but I think we need to push forward to, you know, sometimes you're at the threshold and you just need to cross it. I think yeah. that's exactly where we are with with LEED and BIM and you just need to like, just take the first step forward. Obviously, this doesn't, uh, it is it is specific to regions, to regions, it's specific to designers yeah. and architects and a sector in general, but I still think that, you know, there's this, this one small step that we need to go ahead from the threshold. And I think we're going to be there in the next, in the near future. Yeah, at yeah, least. yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and I see the, I've seen the the evolution of it. Like, we, aside being, we also, well, we there's also Edge now that has become like really popular between the, uh, well, in the field of construction to do as another method of achieving sustainability goals. Because uh, mm -hmm. depending on the bar, but I think that you just hit like a really important also a concept about like how can we share this information with our clients about how bene the benefits of doing a sustainable project and not only in the terms of uh, of the of the environment but also in the terms of economic where is where sustainability actually comes from <laughs> and if we actually achieve this term like uh, we achieve a sustainable building we can have really good uh, economical ben uh, ben yeah, economical points to the client, uh, give them a value that is different. They will understand that uh, probably the, 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 the return of the investment is different, but it's way, way better if you actually do a sustainable project rather than just like a typical project and you can achieve even greater results. And now we are living in, a, in this transition where you were saying like a lot of people is actually trying to find like how to live sustainable, uh, like in a sustainable environment and it's looking for 
uh, go and live in these like sustainable ecosystems for saying like, like that. Yep. But it's important that we we also share with people that sustainability is not only about like just like you were saying like building with uh, materials that are sustainable because that's only a really like a, a small part of it. Uh, I think when we talk about energy, which is also when we talk about water consumption, consumption when we when we talk about electricity, we we need to be conscious that these are the actually the and like I think like uh, electricity takes like a big amount of the points, for example, in, in lead. And the reason that the electricity and energy takes this this amount of points for like the certification is because the big impact that uh, this kind of energy takes. Uh, for the world to be used and for everyone, for every individual to be used. So I I used to, well, I, I have people, or I have met people that, that, that they want to go and live in these ecosystems, like, uh, like something that is super sustainable. And it's great that they have already this courage and this, um, this, uh, uh, desire of having this type of life, but it's also important that they understand that, uh, to, to be in an ecosystem, like in a sustainable place, it's not only about like having, of um, uh, earth uh, walls, you know, it's about actually knowing how do we do the consumption, knowing how we take the water, how we reuse elements, how can we create a, a whole environment and cities, just like you're saying, like cities need to reduce this. But uh, I think in, from our side uh, that we are more familiar with technology, maybe that we are more familiar with lead. It's also we have the, the task or we have the job to share with the people about this and try to guide them as much as we can uh, in terms to achieve like properly a, a, a whole life cycle in, uh, in, in the project. Otherwise we will, we, we will end up with just a sustainable house between, <laughs> you know, between. <laughs> I uh, totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally agree with you. And uh, you know, Samuel, one thing I've realized that uh, with the changing market and the scenarios with technology, people are still learning how much things have to offer. Let's start very basic. Our educational systems with most of architectural colleges, engineering, any factor still starts with AutoCAD. Uh, we don't really start with Revit or Archicad or Rhino or Dynamo. It's just that the BIM sector is still evolving all mm. over growth and like a really massive scale. In the similar sense of looking at the BIM sector of how fast we are developing from uh, technology from AutoCAD that's two-dimensional to various other softwares. This is giving you a few examples. But I've realized one thing in the long run is that uh, people are still novice. We are still beginners in the process of lead. Uh, when you tell them, you know what, we're going to make a sustainable building for you, they actually think it's like, mud bricks <laughs> or maybe it might just be like a, like you know like there's something that just might be like nature oriented and it might be that something that's that's different from how they see buildings uh with technology and the manufacturing of glass and cmu blocks and everything all around the globe we can actually make sustainable buildings you know right at our backyards because our manufacturing units in every country okay but uh, sometimes I just think that there's a bit of a roadblock in how people see sustainability and uh, it's a different culture as to how you see it from parts and places. So for me, sustainability might be a cow dung home. For you, sustainability might be a facade and a total cumulative environment of a commercial space altogether. Uh, but that's how it is. It changes from perspective to people to understanding and to a lot of things 
in general uh, it doesn't mean that you know bim how we deal with it and how it is going to go changes it's obviously with interrelation with a lot of things and parts and pieces of it all together uh, but yeah uh, it depends on what you've mentioned very clearly that you know we are giving back but we also need to create an awareness and i think yeah. that as architects and the ae sectors we are doing as much as we can in terms of construction yeah. and development but i don't think we are doing as much as we can in terms of you know creating an awareness not to ourselves definitely but to people who are actually going to be there in the ground reality of the persons and the users who are actually going to use the space so i realize that you know clients have a really major tell of yes or no but at the end of the day it's going to be the occupants who are going to be then using the space to then either beautify it in a way that helps sustainability or doesn't so it's that's another part of it is like my the vision of it is just not running for sustainability but making everybody aware like hey this is sustainability but yeah. you know what are you getting it are you like you know, when you use when you're using like a the solar panels when you're using like a particular controlled environment um it's i would put this in such a way so if i'm a occupant and if i had to choose between you know like a fully air conditioned space and maybe a partially air conditioned space would i understand that the difference between the two would be almost negligible with a lead or a non lead building yeah. uh, but would i be able to take the chance without an awareness i think that's not really possible so i think the understanding comes from you know what hey we can do both of it for you but what yeah. would you like <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that's how it is like sustainability comes from a place that you know where you're you have enough of scope to grow you have enough of scope to understand but also it comes with enough of challenges saying like you know what uh, let's do this and let's not do this for you or for me let's do this for the environment in general and one thing i've realized is that bim can play a super super crucial role is because we can evolve things and with technologies that are three dimensional it's a click of a hand it's a press of a button where faucets can become sustainable faucets through you know like air pressure controls yeah. electrical units and vents can then become you know like a vc system based on user occupancy yeah. um yeah. where every material can just be controlled by a click of a hand initially you know yeah. every time i would have to change a material or entity i had to like go down draft it change it in the specifications sheet update a lot of things but now since everything is controlled through one software and plugins yeah. it's just a matter of a few changes maybe a couple of days of work but i can get an entire energy manifestation i can get a water manifestation through analysis i can actually control how the building works at its least efficient and its most efficient just by playing and figuring it out in the right mm-hmm. way but i think that's what you and me get but the minute uh, the public and society and people who are actually working with us get it they'll be like if this is how it works then you know hey let's do this and let's see how it works from this and 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 you know like when you just like this this is also really nice that uh when we when we are looking about the the things that we have to consider about a sustainable building nowadays it's also it's becoming easier because nowadays you can go and buy in the stores like the the specific uh, elements the specific uh, shower the specific WC that you require to have savings, that proper savings, 
And these, these, these are details that are not like super complex to actually achieve that. Some of them are really easy to achieve. It's just about like, what is the thing that we need to get? What is the material that we need to buy? What is the wood that I can use so my project can still be green, you know, like, well, sustainable, but has the points lead. And it's, it's, it's a part of sharing and it's, uh, it's amazing. I think uh, we're going to still see a lot of uh, uh, amazing projects in the future, just like you're saying, that are going to improve the sustainability uh, goals. Uh, technology definitely and having this chance of just clicking so we can control all the information is amazing. Uh, I think as well that we're going to see a great advance in this field in the, in the years to come. Uh, we have more and more technology happening at the moment, like uh, applications such as uh, right now comes to my mind, like Cop Tool that is actually doing um, an amazing step on, on this type of uh, sustainable goals so we can share with people. So there's like many things like it's uh, it's uh, it's about being experts, know how to share, know how can we play. And uh, at the end of the day, I think the the most important thing is that we have uh the passion to share this the uh the, the skill to share it, the 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 energy that uh that requires so we can uh, keep building like this and hoping that we build like a better cities uh for the better for the well for the future generations because uh, probably 2050 for us is going to be <laughs> almost almost <laughs> we're gonna be quite old at the moment i guess <laughs> but uh but definitely it's something that we love and, and, and it's a, such, such an amazing um, a part of our life. I, I will say that, uh, that we decide to pursue technology and sustainability at the same. So congrats on that as well as well, because it seems that you've been doing like a, a lot of work on this uh, for your experience and uh, for all your uh, collaboration with different countries, different places in different places and regions. Definitely you must... Uh, have earned a lot of not only experience but like creating great experiences for other people and uh, that's amazing uh thank you i would like to thank you for this opportunity but i would also like to end with this note saying that maybe we cannot or can go to mars but till we've got <laughs> this beautiful planet earth let's make the best use of it and use it the best of our advantages maybe 2050 is just a number 2030 is oh. just a number but i can make a change today so let's all work towards making vim mm. and lead and everything that helps educate society in such a way that we can develop into a society that you know cannot work for just today but can work for another hundred years altogether so that's that's my take that's, on it like we're not living in just planet earth we're living in planet earth for another n number of years and let's work yeah. towards it together yeah to totally like that's that's amazing and thanks thanks for being with us today suela uh definitely uh, for the audience like if you want to reach suela for more uh detail about what's lead, how can you implement lead in your projects, how can you uh, implement sustainable uh, goals in, in your projects, just reach out to her. I will leave the link in the in the description for you to reach her, like maybe through LinkedIn. Uh, you can know more about her work and just, uh, well, feel free to contact her if, if that's fine. And uh, so she can support you to, to, to have a better project, to have a better vision about how can you achieve this. Because definitely, uh, just like we talked today, it's something that, yeah, it's becoming easier. It's becoming uh, more more uh, fast and, and better to implement in a project. But still, you 
we really advise you to have the experts, to have the proper uh, people that are, has the knowledge to do it, because otherwise you will end with half of the of the of the vision. You will end with the, in the way we say it, Mexico in Mexico, you you will have only the half of the cake, <laughs> and you wanna you wanna have the whole thing. And uh, definitely go and uh, and Suhela is definitely a person that uh, you can reach and know more about this 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 uh, this vision. So thanks for again, thanks for being with us today, Suhela, and uh, I hope you have a, a good day as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, bye, everyone. Bye bye. Mm.